it's proven if you you can teach that <laughs> old dog new tricks you know or you can actually create new pathways you can actually change the way you think they've done so much research on this now that you know you can by doing affirmations and telling yourself something i mean i use affirmations way more now in terms of visualizing and and working on my confidence um, than i ever did before I'm Katrina Blowers and welcome to Claiming Your Confidence, the podcast. As a journalist, speaker and mentor, I know what it's like to have confidence and I also know what it's like to have to find it again after having a panic attack live on television while reading the news. I've interviewed hundreds of high-profile people and this is what I know for sure. We all suffer fear, imposter syndrome and self-doubt. Out, no matter how shiny our life appears to be. So let's reframe the confidence conversation together and uncover the hacks and secrets to get more of it. Claiming your confidence starts now. In this episode, we talk with mentor, strategist, stylist and author Sally Steele. If Sally was an exotic bird, she would be a super stylish, bright pink flamingo wearing diamante sunglasses, glittery heels and a beret. I wanted you to meet her because she has given thousands around the world, including me, the confidence to connect the dots between how they want to show up in the world with who they really are inside. You will learn the one word you can put at the end of a sentence that will change your entire mindset and a body language trick to feel invincible. I do this one all the time and I can tell you it really works. This is an insightful and fascinating chat full of inspirational ideas that you can use every day. And all the details are in the show notes over at katrinablowers.com. So let's claim our confidence with Sally Steele. All right, let's begin. Sally, I am so thrilled that you're joining me to talk all things confidence because when I think about confidence, you actually come to my mind. (laughs) (laughs) That's so lovely of you. Thanks for having me, Katrina. (laughs) (laughs) Now, with everyone, I get you guys to paint the scene for us, for our listeners. Uh, You know, this is not a visual medium and because you are so visual in what you create and what you bring to the world, I think we all need to know where you are right now and what you're wearing well you know what I was just um I just actually have worked out because I'm that's one of my new things that I've been doing is really like non-negotiable working out and so I am in my workout clothes and I um I'm sitting in my daughter's bedroom because it's the only place that's quiet in my house (laughs) at the moment um but the thing is I went to get a coffee before I came and someone said to me, oh, I love your outfit. And I looked at myself and I was thinking, you know, I said, oh, I'm just in my workout gear and I'm not a kind of active wear person. But No, you're not. I, no, <laughs> but if I have to wear active wear, which I did to leave the house today because we had to go on the school run, um, like I just have to make it myself. So I'm wearing these kind of leopard print neon um, leggings I've got my Nikes and then I've got 
um, a hoodie and then I have a beret because it's cold. Oh, yes. And then I've got my blue um, sequined bomber jacket, which, um, you know, I just chucked on. So I already had about four people, including an old man of about 70, say, I love your jacket. And I was like, (laughs) oh, you can borrow it anytime, mate. (laughs) Is that something that you literally hear every single day of your life? Is people stopping you in the street and telling you how much they love your clothes? Um, Yes. Uh, Yesterday I had to go and get my breast check. And I guess also I probably missed out. I, I have kind of pink hair, so like a flamingo pink bob that I've had now probably for about seven years. And um, I was at the uh, breast clinic and I had on like a peach jumpsuit, kind of like a, a boiler suit, I would call it, yeah. and uh, trainers and an aqua colored beret. And this old dude, as I was walking out, he goes, your hair matches your jumpsuit and I was like yeah I know it's amazing I can go stealth anytime mate you know but it it is something I do get a lot it's nice you know like uh, often it's people asking where I got stuff and that's lovely when it's a brand um that is uh, an Australian brand you know that I support and I can kind of push them to that website uh but most of my stuff is kind of op shop and thrifted and you know so that's also great because then it means that people go oh you found that in an op shop and I'm like yeah yeah go and check them out so as everyone's probably worked out you uh hail originally from Glasgow and I I want to begin by talking about your path to confidence your path to getting to where you are today because of course you know everyone who sees you in the street and you show up so beautifully every day and you stand out you bring your whole self to your daily look and your daily life and anyone looking at you would see so much uh I guess you know gloss about the way you present yourself but there's always a story there's always a journey so you grew up in Glasgow your parents I know were a huge part of who you are today so can you just tell us a little bit about your childhood and about you know when you first became expressing yourself at through fashion well I guess you know I grew up in Glasgow and it's funny I I often talk about you know I love Glasgow I love Scotland it, it it's uh, I do miss it but it's definitely got this kind of you know people will say stuff like you know um who does she think she is you know or uh, look at her she pure loves herself you know so um <laughs> I guess that's really like a, a very common way that people talk about each other in Glasgow but um my family were very much um not just my parents but my grandparents were very much very very strong individuals all had a very um individual way of expressing themselves and how they looked but from a very early age, I guess I was definitely taught that the outside part was kind of just for kicks, you know, that was just for fun. And that really wasn't what anyone was that interested in me about. So I don't remember my parents ever commenting on my body or how I looked in any other way other than, you know, the fact that I was going out and I had, you know, my my brother's kind of core you you know school core outfit on with like a rara skirt and dot martens you know they yeah. would kind of go oh you look fantastic you know 
Um, God, what a gift. What yes. a gift. And you know what? My father never, ever said, you can't go out like that. Or what are you wearing? Or that looks ridiculous. He would always go, is there a hat that goes with that outfit? That was his catchphrase. So that's interesting. So that innate sense of confidence to stand out in, you know, what what could at times be grey Glasgow uh, and to be that colourful person amongst that sea of grey, that innate sense of confidence was instilled in you from a really young age. Yeah, I, def- I definitely think it was. But it's funny how, you know, like I talk to my girls about how language is so important just in the way that, you know, they talk about anything. And I guess, you know, like I read probably a while ago now, but that whole growth mindset, you know, one of my youngest is quite, she, she does struggle with confidence every now and then, but she'll say something that she can't do. And after reading that book, I was like, you know, you just have to add the word yet to the end of the sentence, yes. you know, and it really changes it. And one thing that you said to me once was that when you're looking at a big opportunity that you've never done before, a way of easing your fear and anxiety about it and not making it like a massive deal in your own head is approaching it like it's a pilot, it's a test, <laughs> and then that takes all the pressure off you to make it perfect. Well, I think that it's so hard because, you know, like realistically, you know, I guess the more you take risks, the I, you know, and hey, you will never get me skydiving. You will never get me bungee jumping. I'm not that kind of risk taker. That doesn't interest me. I don't like feeling scared. I actually get really sick, like any kind of movement. <laughs> I have, I, you know, there are failings there within that risk taking. But when I, I think about risk, it's like, you know, I guess because I was brought up and I have seen that not to think of well if all if it doesn't work out everything's gone because that's Mm. never the case and you know every time something happens or something has happened in my life whether it is seeing my dad you know his business not working him going out to the middle east you know he had the most incredible career out there like we were flying in lear jets and landing in the middle of the the desert you know my dad was building golf courses in the desert just for fun you know like the the, the adventures they had my mom and him you know would never have happened and their eyes would never have been open to that you know my dad then went on because of that job it led to him you know building the causeway between Saudi and Bahrain and then that job led on to him being offered to come and build Euro Disney in Paris which he did wow. you know and then wow. that opportunity went on to the United Nations asking him to come and help their development program in Pakistan you know so you know he had the most extraordinary career and he never gave me any advice other than don't think of your career as one thing you always yeah. have to build a bag of tricks. He said, yeah. you always have to build a bag of tricks because you just don't know where life's going to go. That's extraordinary. We should um, fast forward for your, to, to condense, you know, <laughs> your amazing career, you, which you had, you had it all going on in Sydney. You're, you were really flying high in that sphere. It was good. And then you, it, talking about your bag of tricks, you really did then need to <laughs> pull out 
tricks from that bag like crazy when Mm. firstly your mum became ill um, and then shortly afterwards your dad and you had to leave everything behind in Sydney, move to Brisbane and start all over again. Yeah, that was pretty hard to be honest. You know, like mum got cancer the year, I think it was the week that Indigo was born and um, I had it all planned out. I was going to take maternity leave. I had my team. By that point, I had five people on the team. We were doing the Sydney Film Festival. We were doing world movies. We were, we were like doing the If Awards. We loved it. We were just doing more and more people were working with us. It was so fun. And I had it all worked out. And then I got that call. I had an epiphany <laughs> when I was breastfeeding in the middle of the night, trying to work out how I could make money. Because there's no film industry really up here. And, you know, then I was like, okay, I've got a, a baby and I've got parents who aren't well. How can I actually create a life that is in my terms yeah. and fits into what I do? And it was kind of like I just was going through, as you do in the middle of the night, you know, um, going through all the different things that I could do um, to make money. And I was like, wait a minute, you know, I've got a car. So if I was able to kind of... Um, brand the car and make it a mobile business, then I'd be able to claim the car. So I was kind of going Mm. through from that point, okay, what mobile business could I do that people need? And I was like, what problem can I solve? And I was like, well, you know what? Style is something that has never, has never ever been something tricky for me. It's just something that I have, you know, I, I know how to express myself through clothes, you know? Yeah. So I was like, well, you know, I'd done lots of things in Sydney for friends and different events on the side that uh, I'd starred lots of celebrities in Sydney when, you know, we were on set or whether they didn't like the clothes that the stylist had got. And I was trying to, as the, as the head of publicity, trying to make it that shoot work, you know? So I was kind of like, hey, you know, why don't we, what about this and this and this? And how about I phone my friend at this, you know, shop and see if we can pull in some other stuff to try and get you something that feels more your vibe. So I knew that it was something I could do. And I thought, yeah, I could do that. And and so this is around the time when we met because yeah. I just can't for the life of me remember how you came on my radar. But was it with it one was of just, your friends that I had? It could styled? have been. Was it, it could a- have been Ali Miles. Oh, it could actually. I think I told Ali about you because oh, so because I became so kind of um, besotted with you and what you had done for me because I got you to come around. One of the services that you offered was coming around to people's homes, going through their wardrobes, yeah, and kind of giving them a style makeover of what was working, what wasn't. You showed me how to use what I had in different ways that I'd never even thought of, and then you did Pinterest pages for me of gaps in my wardrobe and different shapes for my body. But what you actually gave me, Sally, and I still talk about you to this day, about you just you you changed the game for me and the way that I thought about myself and I had just had my second child I was feeling really frumpy I didn't ever consider myself to be a confident or a sensual dresser I never really expressed my femininity through fashion you made me feel like I could wear anything and own that look and what you were really doing was you were doing mindset work with me about confidence you really were I think that, you know, that's, it's funny. I love when people, you know, I get feedback from people about uh, 
it, that was really something that I love. Uh, I loved about that part of my career. And still now I love, you know, when people tell me how I help them to feel more of themselves, because really that's all I'm doing, you know. It's like shining a light in showing you, you know, it's like I've got a little kind of sparkler and I'm like, here, this way, <laughs> you know, like this is, yeah. this is what you should be kind of like highlighting and enjoying. And so I remember before I met you, I was like, she is really adventurous. She is actually really adventurous because all the things you were like, love this. I love this. I was like, that's the more kind of fashion forward version of this. And so when I came and saw your wardrobe and we worked together, I was like, you know, it was something that it was almost like you had decided that you couldn't, you couldn't break out of I did. what that was. I did, and, and you showed it, me that how I was showing yeah. up in the world was not really who I was inside and that we yeah, needed to make right. the two kind of speak to each other. And that was the first time anyone had seen me like that. That's why you were such a game changer for me. And I'm sure for the hundreds and hundreds of other women who you've been in their wardrobes too. And that's what I would love to know. What is it that you have found is the most common thing that women tell themselves? Um. The thing that I feel um, is, and, and it kind of gives me a bit of goosebumps, but it's kind of like the thing that I noticed the hardest is that if if clothes don't fit or don't work on someone, what I noticed was women were more inclined to see that as a reflection of their self-worth. So if a piece of clothing didn't fit them or didn't look good on them, they would blame their body, like blame themselves, like, oh, oh, yeah, I haven't been to the gym or, you know, why haven't I got, you know, legs like this or I'm too short in the body or I'm too, oh, my hips are too big. And what I found was so interesting when I worked with men too was that that just didn't happen. I have never, ever, and it's true, I have never, ever had a man say to me, I just can't wear trousers. I have women eliminate entire pieces of clothing because they think they can't wear that because whatever trousers or skirt or dress they've tried on didn't work on them. And so they immediately take that as a reflection of they are not able to play in that world. And they are not enough. Yeah, that they're not enough, that they don't deserve to wear that. Like I would hear people say stuff to me like, um, I could never get away with that. And I'm like, what's that? Like, what is that? I would, I would challenge that. Or, you know, I just, I'm not the type of person to be able to wear that. And you're like, it's that thing of the fixed mindset. It's that thing of labels that have happened as they're growing up. You know, I think that fathers play a huge role in the way that uh, girls see themselves. Um, And those throwaway comments, you know, that we've all had when we're young, whether it's a well-meaning relative or someone who says stuff like, oh, you know, you've got Auntie Jenny's legs or, you know, you know, Katrina, yellow's just not your color. It's this concept of I am part of the background. You know, this is uh, I'm not an actual person walking around that is expressing myself 
you know it's like wait a minute you're the glitch you know <laughs> it's that kind of yeah. you're the glitch in the landscape because you're not uh fading into the background or you're not dressed in a way that is you know um pleasing to me or sexually attractive you know it's kind of those are the boxes that women are put into that it has to be pleasing it has to be kind of attractive but don't stand out otherwise you know like who do you think you are you know and I think that it's helping women to really understand that confidence isn't something it's like a muscle you know like I've heard other people talk about that more recently but it's like it's something I don't talk about, oh, I create confidence or, you know, uh, because everyone's got it. It's just that whatever that has been that you have absorbed over the years, um, you've allowed it to kind of, you've crushed it, you know, whether it is comparison or asking other people what they think or, you know, you're insecure or you stay safe or you self-deprecation is a massive thing with women. Like, yeah, you've, you talk oh, about this in your in. amazing book, Dare More, Care Less, which is a, a global, oh. a now global movement that you've started. Um, and you, you talk about how you've got a whole um, page in there on how to accept compliments, because that is something that we do as women. We deflect and deflect. And you've got like alternative things to say, which I love. Talk oh, us through thanks. some of those. Well, I guess, you know, the thing that I have noticed over the years is that women really struggle. They really struggle with taking a compliment. And, you know, you'll hear people kind of like, they say, you say something like, oh, you know, oh, you look lovely. And they'll go, oh, you know, this old thing, I just found it lying in the ground. (laughs) Or they kind of, it's that inability to say, thank you, you know. And I think, what I try and get women to say is just, look, if you can't actually say anything other than just smile or say thank you, you need to train yourself to just do that. Um, and I think it's this this idea of people worried about what other people think of them. Like, um, are people going to think I've even had women say to me that I've been doing in you know workshops and stuff. You know, I just worry people will think I'm up myself or I'm vain or I'm narcissistic, you know. Um, and I guess the thing is, if someone says something nice to you, then it's just saying thank you. If you've really struggled that day, like say, for example, you've tried something new. I do say to people, if someone says to you, oh, I love your hair and you just went, and you got it cut and you did a color that was a bit bold and a bit daring and you're feeling a little bit unsure about it. I always say, say that to that person. So if someone says, oh, I love your hair, say, oh, thank you so much. You know what? I was a little bit unsure about it. Um, it's a bit out of the box for me, but, you know, I've gone there. And thanks so much for, for your compliment, because what that does is it tells that other woman, hey, you don't have to be fully, you know, fully confident in order to try new things. You know, it kind of, I guess, passes the baton on, you know, like, there you go. You could try that out and um, you can do it feeling a little bit scared as well about, oh, is it too short? Is it too blonde? You know, those kind of things that people go through. Um, And it kind of gives that other person not necessarily permission, but 
I guess if you're thinking that confidence is contagious, it's, you know, passing it on to that person. So that person feels yeah. like, oh, maybe I could try that. You know? God, I love that. Another thing you talk about in your book, there's so much gold in your book and we're oh, going to put where to get it in the show notes because you self-published this and it, you just did. did the most beautiful job. Oh, so you, you have so many great messages like ditch your inner bitch, be yep. your inner cheerleader, something that you were saying to me back, you know, what was it, eight or nine years ago when we first met is that style is an inside job. Yeah. But you you talk about doing things like a daily mirror mantra and a love jar where you can create new pathways in your neuro style. God, I love that. Yeah. You know, like I can't help myself. I'm, um, I'm a real science nerd and I'm proud. I yeah. love, you know, like um, I love spelling, you know, there you go. I love being really good at spelling. It's something I always wished that I always won competitions at spelling. I always love statistics. I love, I go on to Google Scholar and I read about, you know, what are the new findings in brain neuros, you know, like what, what's, what's happening with, you know, like the way that things are changing. I love reading those articles and in medical journals about, fantastic science research and think about how I can use that in the work I'm doing um and yeah it's 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 proven you know that's the great thing is I guess sometimes you know there's a lot of chat about um you know nowadays like love yourself and all of these kind of things that sometimes feel a bit trite and you know I mean, the Instagrams are wash with with um, things like, you know, comparisons, the thief of joy and all these quotes that I love. But over the years, they become, I guess, less powerful because they're kind of used in everyday language. And it's almost there's a superficiality to the kind of meaning behind it sometimes. Yeah, well, it tells you the why, but it doesn't tell you the how. Yeah. And I think that what I love is, you know, really kind of. Uh, backing everything that I say with a bit of science you know like it's proven if you you can teach that old dog new tricks you know or you can actually create new pathways you can actually change the way you think they've done so much research on this now that you know you can by doing affirmations and telling yourself something I mean I use affirmations way more now in terms of visualizing and and working on my confidence um than I ever did before um and and knowing that it works you know I think that's the thing is just uh being curious about stuff and actually looking up scientific things really kind of excites me about um the possibilities the possibilities it's the potential of people um which is what you gave me Katrina I remember when I met you and we worked together and you said to me wow I've seen personal stylists or you know before but what you just have done is on another level and I remember being like wow thank you so much and you said you know I think that um, you said, so how do you describe yourself? And I guess at that time, you know, the styling was something new. You know, I didn't do a degree in styling, you know, in fashion. And so I kind of was always a bit apologetic, you know. I'd be like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm in Brisbane now and I'm doing this, but I used to do that, you know. <laughs> and I kind of always felt a little bit, you know, like a bit of a fake. You know, I had yeah. that feeling. And I remember you said to me, you know what you need to do? 
you need to work out um, your elevator chat and you need to work out what it is with everything you do and bring it to the essence of that. And I remember thinking, wow, okay. And when I oh thought gosh, about it. I love that. And that's so funny because until you told me that recently, I had no idea. Like I didn't even remember saying that to you. So isn't that incredible how each of us has impacted the other? I mean, I've told you ad nauseum over the years how much you've impacted me, but yeah. isn't it funny how in life you never know how you're going to impact on somebody else or what it is, what it's little so gem you're going to, to be just... able to pass on? Well, the thing is, is that, you know, you were just so um you know like just so generous you know like you just were like you just said you know you need to work that out and I remember I did I I went home and I thought about it and I thought what is it essentially I do and you know when it was just the the styling stuff I was like essentially I help people to maximize their potential you know I help spark potential that's what I do and uh, as I've gone and and you know I've I've created other parts of the business you know, it all comes from that, you know, everything I do really comes back to that spark of just showing that person, hey, this is what you, this is, I see you. And the thing is, I, I always see that in people. Like you I do. could see you uh, now, you know, then I can mm. see other people, you know, sometimes I have people say to me, oh, you know, I don't know if I should go for this, you know, this, this idea, you know, I'm worried, you know, my husband isn't, isn't on board. And I'm like, you need to just do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause I and having see. that, having somebody see you for who you really deep down know you are and who you want to be, that is so powerful. And it's almost like you gave me permission to be who I really was. Oh, that's so I can't, so nice. I can't thank you enough. I really can't. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I. I've learned so many amazing things about you and so many incredible tips about confidence and and just showing up in a confident way. But I would love to know, do you have a quick confidence hack for someone who is potentially looking to get a bit more confidence or they might be like you are in this post-COVID world that we're in or current COVID world? It seems like we may never get through this. Um, is Is looking to reinvent themselves or get the courage or the confidence to reinvent themselves what's a quick hack you can well give us? the one quick hack that I always teach people um uh, if they have to actually show up and often it's like actually having to show up and present to other people you know you might have an idea and be able to redo something but it's actually kind of trying to convince someone else that is hard sometimes I totally I don't know I'm sure you've uh, watched the TED talk by Amy Cuddy yeah um, I love it and Amy Cuddy, that when I saw that like a decade ago, that was a huge thing for me because A, I love scientific stuff. And I remember she went through a whole problem where people were trying to debunk it, but it's actually been proven now that um, she does these power poses, which I still do today. Like so do I. I uh, do it before the news. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Yeah, I totally do. I because I often, if I'm speaking, um, or if I've got to go into a boardroom and kind of persuade a boardroom of suits who are really not on board with an idea, and I'm the person that they've kind of brought in to bring them around, I do it too. So I do power poses, and so I do that two minute superwoman, uh, with my arms up in the toilet cubicle 
for two minutes before I go on stage. And then I do the Wonder Woman with the hands on my hips and I do that power pose. And then in my daily life, I force myself to sit in power poses. So with my legs open or feet on the desk, or all these other power poses that I've kind of researched and looked into that often are part of, I take up more space. So I force myself to take up space um, and do power poses. So that's one, that's one thing. That I, I think have we're going to put a we'll put a link to that yeah. TED talk in in the show notes because that is such a good one. Yeah, and then the other thing I do is that, and this sounds a little bit woo woo. I actually visualize. Uh, I start talking about it as it's actually done. Like you know, before the book was written, I I would say to people, "I'm writing a book." So I would declare it openly what I was doing, which mm-hmm. was quite scary. You know, and it's funny because a friend of mine recently said to me, I remember when you said that. And I was like, what? With everything else she's got on, she's saying. And I said to her, well, you know what's funny? I hadn't even written the book then. Um, But (laughs) it's like declaring it like this is what I'm going to do. And then I really spend time visualizing it happening like and I can see it. And sometimes I write it down and I create mood boards based on that idea. I mean, it sounds very you know, back in the day, we'd probably call it new age. But um, um, it is something that I do with things, I just totally uh, get to a point where I start talking to myself as if it's actually happened, you know, like in the present tense. Um, And the books here and the book People are loving it, you know, like and it's sold out. It's it's sold out. It's first run. Um, So I think that's the thing is really saying it out loud to someone is definitely one of my tips because sometimes people have said out loud to me and I've gone you need to do that and I will put you in touch with someone because often someone will say oh I know someone that can help you with that and or it can just be someone who um, totally you know will give you that little boost of that's a great idea but it's um, it's almost like by saying it out loud you make it bloody better get it done like you know because I've said it now I've told people I'm doing it I bloody better do it (laughs) (laughs) I have to live up to this I'd love to know we talked about Amy Cuddy we've got your book of course but is there a book that you've read or an inspirational quote that's really helped you on your way in your confidence journey so many books I love um I guess The book that I think is a very powerful and underestimated book um, that I actually rediscovered when I I had children was All the Places You'll Go by Dr. Zeus. And, you know, like the first part of that is a meme that goes around that people are like, yeah, 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 I know that one. But I urge people to actually find it and read the whole story because that whole story, that whole book it really lays out life in an amazing way, talking about there will be times when you're down, you know, there will be times when you're not flying high and there will be times when you're in the waiting room, you know, waiting for things to happen. And I found when I was reading it to my children, it was just before kind of life changed again for me um, and the business started going really well. And I've, I always kind of refer to that when I'm doing kind of uh, workshops and things because it is very powerful 
and it's got a great message and it also means that you can pass that on to your kids you know like um that yeah expect there will be hang-ups and bang-ups but that's not the end of things um Gosh, I'm gonna go back and read that now. yeah it's a I haven't great read that book since, yeah my kids were very little yeah so, so good definitely um and I guess a book I've read recently uh, in the more recent years that definitely has changed things was uh, Carol Dweck's um, Growth Mindset. Mindset. Yep. Yes. I love that book. Yes. And I refer I'm to I'm working it. my way through that right now. Are you? Yes, I am. It's wonderful. It's really And the great. other one that you recommended to me, which I also loved, is Gay Hendricks. The Big Leap. What's it called? The Big Leap. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. That was actually that's recommended to me by um, an energetic, um, well, I don't know what you call her. She's just a goddess. A friend of mine, uh, Beck Jers, who um, she recommended it to me because she does these kind of energy work things. And she said mm. to me, you need to read that and you need to read about the upper limit because that's what's stopping you right now. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and I read it and went, ooh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to know, what do you do for pure joy? What do you do that doesn't have an outcome or a goal attached to it? Dance. Yeah. I dance. You have a lot of kitchen discos, don't you? Yes. Uh, when the kids were little, Friday night was dance night and I taught them Scottish reels and we would do lots of different types of dancing and I've got my grandparents old record player um and so you know I have sought out different uh, vinyl that hasn't been passed down and now, like I, I got into Zumba because I really missed the dancing. My mom is an incredible salsa dancer. And so, you know, like we often will just crack on, you know, Buena Vista Social Club and start dancing, all of us. And um, but, you know, like I loved when I was young, my mom used to think that I was a bit of a rebel because I would go out to clubs um, but it was purely to dance because in those days there was nowhere that you could go. So I was like 15, 16, 17, underage, going to clubs purely to dance. I would just arrive, I'd drink some water, and then I never drank, I never smoked, I never did any of that. I was just interested in dancing my heart out. And now that's like, it's just, we got, when we have friends, parties, or birthdays, we always crank up the music. I think on my 40th, <laughs> someone said to me on my 40th, we'd only been up here a few uh, a few months, and a gorgeous old friend from Sydney happened to be up here too, and she said, hey, I'll host your 40th, introduce you to some people. What do you want to do for your 40th? And I said, all I want to do, I don't want to go out. I don't want to have to queue up anywhere. I just want to um, have a really beautiful food, dinner, and then just dance my ass off. And she was yes. like, okay, done, tick. And, um, you know, that's really it. And finally, I would love to know what does the future of confidence look like for you? What are you working on in yourself right now that will take you to where you next want to be in your life? Gosh, it's, you know, it is quite strange. Um, the thing that I've had to work on that is, I think it is linked to confidence because I think self-love and looking after yourself and appreciating yourself is part of confidence um I don't think in the last few years um and definitely during COVID I was aware of it um really working on 
appreciating and feeling confident in myself, uh, even when I'm not achieving and ticking boxes. Mm. I think I think a lot of my confidence throughout the years has been linked to productivity and achievement. And so that's something I have been aware of over the last decade that I want to work on. And I have definitely got better at it. But during COVID, I definitely noticed that, um, you know, not having a new challenge or not doing something new or, you know, achieving something, it, it was really hard for me to kind of um, maintain confidence. So that's something that I'm interested in working on in myself. And then That's in beautiful. terms of um, work, you know, I love being in front of people. I love impacting people. I love um, seeing change. I love um, helping people reinvent and reimagine what their life could look like and create a life that fits in with them being a mom and all their values. That's really special for me. And so that's really the path over the last few years, probably three four years I've been moving towards where you know it's um mentoring strategically mentoring women I guess but you know it sounds a bit tosserish to say you know uh like life and business strategy it does sound a little bit like yeah yeah right okay but it's kind of in that like I love working at the moment I work with several women and you know, they've got businesses and they have their life. And I basically work with them to be able to daring more in lots of different areas of their business or their life or their style or their, you know, the way that they live their lives with their family. But just kind of making sure that the joy is really it all comes back to that joy and feeling kind of that bubbly, lovely effect about everything they do and really kind of, um, seeing a life and creating a life that just gives them that feeling and feeling okay with that like it's okay you know like it, we're not actually and I think that that's something maybe in the giant leap uh, the big leap rather we're not we're not conditioned to think that everything's always going to work out it's almost like mm -hmm. you have this conditioning that oh no things have been good for a while you know oh there's always troughs and hills and troughs and blah blah and I feel like if you tap into that feeling like just being, just loving what you do, loving the time you spend with your children, um, you know, looking after your health, looking after your energy and the things that you put time and, you know, excitement and enthusiasm into and just not allowing yourself to be pulled along by someone else's idea of what works for them and what their life is uh, and what works for their business and really create the life that you want to live here you know I think that when you start doing that you see that work and life and family and everything it just all kind of melds into one thing because you're doing the things that you like to do in all of those different areas and that is something that I'm loving you know seeing people who their businesses are doing exciting and new things because I can bring in all my marketing and my strategy stuff their style they're expressing themselves um in a more confident and bold way because you know i can help them to do that their family life and their mindset and how they see themselves and their partners i can bring my expertise and skills to that too and and it, yeah like i just like impacting 
things positively you know so well, hopefully I'm more say that's exactly what you do and every time I see you talk to you pick up your book think about you look at an amazing pair of shoes that I would never have had the confidence to wear before I met you that I only own because of you I feel uplifted (laughs) honestly so I want to thank you thank you so much for joining me today and thank you for all of the work that you do that has impacted thousands and thousands of women around the world on your social platforms with your book with your workshops and now as you move your uh, business into the digital space so thank you so much sally oh thank you thanks for having me isn't sally just a breath of positivity she makes you feel like you can do anything And Sally's offered to give away five copies of her book, Dare More, Care Less, to you beautiful listeners. All you have to do is hit the subscribe button on this podcast, take a screenshot, and then DM it to me on Instagram. My handle is Claiming Your Confidence, and I will send copies to the first five that I receive. If you think someone would benefit from hearing Sally's incredible confidence tips, please share it with them and leave a five-star review to help us bring you even more amazing guests. And if you go to katrinablowers.com, you'll find the show notes for everything we've mentioned in today's episode, as well as all the info for my online course where I teach you to claim your confidence on stage or on camera. It is perfect if you're a female entrepreneur or an intrapreneur and you're just wanting to show up a bit more boldly on your socials or even speak at a work event just with a bit more polish. I hope you're having an amazing week. Until next time, thank you for listening to Claiming Your Confidence.